You're listening to the Early Learning Podcast, brought to you by StoryPark. If you want to get in touch, just send an email at media at storypark.com. You can also watch this interview on YouTube. You'll find this at youtube.com slash storyparktv. So we've seen a lot today about sustainability, how the children are using bottles they've brought in from home to recycle and plant. I'm curious if you can tell me how you first introduced the concept to the children about sustainability. Well, in a lot of ways, the children introduced the concept. Um, For us, it is all about really responding to what the children are interested in, what they're asking questions about, what um, they are curious about in terms of making sense of their world and how the world connects. And so I would say rather than us introducing that concept to them, we've, you know, the one thing that we are really committed to is to growing out of the interest and the inquisitive nature of children. I do believe that children are naturally born creative beings and I'm sad that's often the imagination gets knocked out of us somewhere along the way. So we have this amazing environment in which to just foster the imagination, curiosity and creativity. And out of that, you then bring in the concepts. Mm-hmm. So, well, how can we do this? And um, what's a way we can do this that's going to look after ourselves, others and our future world? Mm-hmm. Um, I think there has been such a push um, and a focus both in home and in centre around sustainability. And a big thing for us was the single-use plastic bag change mm-hmm. in uh, New Zealand. And so for us, how do we respond to that? We've made these cool little dry bags and then how can we reuse things and be sustainable like the b rack rather yeah. than glad rack? So in the conversations and the questioning and following the interest of what the children are provoking, then the teachers in turn provide extra provocations for them Mm -hmm. to help make sense of their world, how to research and find out to answer some of their questions, Mm -hmm. um, that we become the lead learner in the environment Mm -hmm. essentially of, wow, that's really, I don't know, shall we, how shall we find that out? you know the question that came from why do bees dance (laughs) and wiggle their bottoms you know brought brought out a whole amazing amount of learning Mm -hmm. and I was reading a learning story uh, just recently that you know in the picture is all these all these little bottoms as you're looking towards the garden and they were all just lying looking at at the plants that were growing I mean you can't help but being inspired yourself as a teacher because of their natural enthusiasm for what they're doing and and the concepts come you provide you provide the language that identifies the manakitanga or the uh, commitment to sustainability or the um, idea of um, preferring others and what that looks like and we could go on and on but (laughs) I do think the centre too is um, home and sustainability this talk around it at home really does 
feed into the centre too. So I think it's an awareness that's happening across mm. the board. And so it's great to be able to build that connection between what they're learning here and what they're doing at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, because in a lot of ways, this is quite a, a new subdivision or new area mm. of Tauranga. And so um, there has been quite a focus on the environment and um, you know the commitment to having beautiful areas where recreation and planting and um, community have come together to put plant trees and have a lovely lake to walk around and so it's it's something that we're really privileged to have a beautiful environment mm-hmm. to look after. It, it seems you've touched on this maybe in your brilliant answer thus far, but <laughs> I, I'm wondering if you can provide um, some thoughts on how you believe Above and Beyond is innovative in sustainability. How, you, how are you doing things differently maybe to other centres that you've been exposed to in your teachings of sustainability? That's, I mean, that's a, in some ways a hard question to yeah. answer because you get so um, embedded in what you're doing and committed to the environment that you are fostering. Um, it's You don't, at times, have the opportunity or poke your head up in mm-hmm. terms of what is happening in mm-hmm. other centres. Um, for us, I think it would be fair to say that we live it. And, um, you know, we've got some really lovely young beginning teachers who, are, you know, they, <laughs> they will not buy coffee in a takeaway cup, you know, and, um, and just the, the modelling first of our own commitment to recycling and to how we can keep our environment clean and pure and not cluttered and even the simple things of tidying up after ourselves Um, you know it's really hard for young children to understand the concept that we've made this mess and now we're responsible to clean it up before we move on to something else and it's a it's sometimes a quite a tension for early childhood educators to to know the balance between how do you do the tidying up so the learning still stays but actually that's part of our responsibility and learning how to function and contribute into society Um, How are we innovative? I would say that um, we are committed to a really authentic environment, one that is focusing on our natural responsibility to care for our environment, each other, um, and and therefore that in a lot of ways just guides what what we're thinking, how we problem solve, how are we going to do this in a way that models our commitment to sustainability, our commitment to caring and the kindness of our, to ourselves, to each other, to creation. All is just embedded and I think that's where we're really, really fortunate that we've got a great team of teachers that think that way and you know, we're, we're trying to say, well, how can we sustainably do this? Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got brave, young, passionate teachers yeah. who believe in the cause and so they're using an iron with children, you know. Mm-hmm. Often that can be a bit of a risk, you know, and some teachers don't want to attempt it, but they're really all hands in and mm-hmm. do this. So I think that their passion helps you to push the boundaries of what you can yeah. do. And I think that is something that I'm, you know, as a professional myself, I worry um, for our next generation 
that we have become so conscious of safety and the health and safety laws and risk assessment that sometimes we actually can rob the creativity, the imagination and the managed risk for children. And so, you know, again, for my staff, you know, we want to go to Marshall's Animal Farm to see animals in real life. (laughs) Um, And, you know, your immediate reaction is, that's 60 children in an area that has water and animals and um, hills and holes and bush and all these sorts of things. And so the the temptation when you read the health and safety law is to think that's too risky. But we then rob the children and our teachers uh, responsibility and opportunity and experiences that bring such language and rich learning that comes out of that. And so I'm OTT when it comes to a RAMS form <laughs> um, because I know and have lived the experience of when things go wrong. Um, but life is risky and and when you take all the precautions that gives you the freedom to then play in the environment that we have been gifted and that I think is in a lot of ways innovative in an environment that is so regulated. You summarized it so beautifully in the way that you said you know managing the risks but not robbing the creative opportunities I think that's so wonderful and out of curiosity do you do you think what are the factors that are minimizing creativity in children as they grow up? I think it is the uh, the paperwork and policies and procedures and um, you know as as educators we at times are so so needing to make sure every form is ticked and signed and and I think that actually where it can be where it starts in that we minimise the creative juices of teachers because we are trying to regulate mm. and protect and track every moment and that releases almost a fear rather than a freedom to mm. um, to explore childhood and, and their ma- imagination. I think technology serves us magnificently, but at times there's technology uh, that prescribes things Mm -hmm. and so you know you've got some fantastic learning uh, programs but it's preset and so again they're just children learning to be uh, free to rather than have the thing in front of them to create something out of nothing and imagine the thing you know we're all really busy and so it's much quicker to just have a, a toy that does the thing rather than to build the toy you know all those sorts of um i would say that our generation has been almost obsessed with the functionality and efficiency in life and forget about the beauty and the craftsmanship and the sense of amazing satisfaction that comes from doing it yourself and creating and you know like to be perfectly honest a child who got served up a spinach tart (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that they ha- would go, no, thank you, I'd rather have the cake. But I I grew that and I I watered that and I picked that and I saw what happened with that and now I'm going to eat that. <laughs> um, but there's that amazing sense of satisfaction of of creating something beautiful or or the craftsmanship of something. And and again, the temptation is in in this world where speed 
is important. As teachers, it's really hard not to go, oh, here, I'll show you how to do it. <laughs> here. And as I watch, you know, you just watch Connor <laughs> not plant a pumpkin. Um, you know, the temptation is to actually do it for them because it's quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually some learning happens but of the fact that the pumpkin never got put in the pot. Um, but in the process of that, um, again, it's that tension of guided but not... Um, orchestrated you know they move up to to primary school and there you know suddenly there's a bell and a time and Mm a um and while it's good for children to experience uh, a routine that so that they can anticipate when this happens this is going to happen and when that happens that means that's going to happen and so the routining is important but the unhurriedness of following a, a, a tangent and a teachable moment um, is, is the beauty of early childhood education that um, having been in all factors, you know, like yeah. primary, secondary and tertiary, um, that's just the sense of unbelievable freedom that we have in early childhood. And it sets our children up really beautifully. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we have the privilege of doing that. Again, the beauty of a team like we have is that the teachers, just like the teachers allow the children to take the lead in their learning, um, each room team um, have their own systems and uh, different moments in which they have these routines that enable children to feel safe. Um, And so, yes, in the older rooms, two rooms, they do have rolling morning teas, but dedicated to having a clean-up time from the morning activities um, and then a um, mat time uh, to pull in some of the intentionality of the learning of what happened in the morning at mat, at a mat time and a quietening of who they are so that they are ready to then, uh, so they've cleaned, they've reflected, they then go and wash their hands, uh, karakia, they sit as a um, whānau and enjoy a meal together and they all um, in the main sit until the main children have um, completed their meal and then there's some who like to make an event of it and so there's always a small table (laughs) that takes a little bit longer but why not because you can Um, in the toddler room there is a focus of learning how to just settle and sit because that's a bit of a challenge (laughs) for a 19 month old to actually sit down and so their morning teas and their lunches are set together but after lunch again there is a the music there's calming music and the children are given you know their bottles and read to and all of the children are calmed in a calm space to just have quiet conversation, reading books, doing gentle, quiet play, the outside area is shut off. And so they're getting themselves in the mindset of it's time for to rest. Mm-hmm. And there are a couple of children in that room that don't have an afternoon sleep, but they still have a rest time of just, because again, I think creativity and using of your imagination and learning and making connections and understandings is exhausting Mm -hmm. and um, I think that's another you know to come back to your previous question another thing that we have to be careful as as a nation that we don't busy our children up that they lose the art 
of just sitting quietly and just being able to be okay with stillness and mm. not being entertained, mm. but just to think and reflect and consider and to put connections in their brains mm. of what's going on. And we actually need to teach them how to do that because mm. I don't think it's a natural skill. Mm. But, you know, in our busy world, unless we help them to find their quiet space yeah. and just the solitude to reflect mm-hmm. um, and the skills to reflect. Yeah. Uh, so those routining things are embedded within the day, which gives a lovely contrast of letting them go and to lead the learning mm-hmm. um, alongside the natural skills that they need to function in a, a sustainable way themselves as humans. Well, I wanted to thank both of you for the amazing tour of the space. I personally learned a lot. Honestly, I'm inspired and I thank you for all the initiatives you're sharing on sustainability. Really value it. Well, that's it. We've run out of time for this week. I really enjoyed that episode, learning so much about sustainability and structure. It even encouraged me to take some moments to think, reflect, and find some quiet time for myself, just as Catherine had encouraged for the children. Take care and remember that everyone's an innovator. You've been listening to the Early Learning Podcast, brought to you by StoryPark. Don't forget, if you'd like to get in touch, email us at media at storypark.com.